there's a new member of the Final Four Club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. There's a spirit. And the Texas Tech Red Raiders, for the second time in three years, are headed to the College World Series. Welker takes it at the 11. New routines pave the way. Welcome in, everybody, to the Talkin' Tech Podcast. My name is Steven Rodriguez, my co-host, Tristan McGonigal. Tristan, I'm sorry I didn't edit last week's episode. <laughs> well, uh, we just kind of uh, left all of our sadness in the last week's episode, I suppose. Um, it was. So we, it was, we got the bit sad. without the treasured listeners having to deal with it, I guess, if that's how we're going to look at the bright side on that. But if you're going to ask me how I'm feeling, the word's anxious. Yes, the word is anxious. Obviously, the the saga that has been uh, what is Chris Beard going to decide um, is has been uh, not the best for Texas Tech fans, including you and myself. We have been very anxious uh, to see his decision. Obviously, Shaka Smart let go or not let go. He technically left on his own. Uh, to take the Marquette job. Uh, it was probably kind of a nudge, nudge, hey, we're going to fire you. So, you know, look at other options sort of thing with him. Um, and he, but he took it. He took the Marquette job. So the Texas job is now open. It is something we have been kind of looking towards for years, I would say, uh, because, you know, Texas fans have not been high on Shaka for probably about three or four years now. Um, and, you know, I, I it, it's tough because, there's, I can see both sides of it. I really can. I can see, I can understand Chris Beard if he would want to go back and coach his alma mater, but I would also be extremely freaking upset if he decided to go and leave what he's built here. For sure. And every single season, it's uh, UT fans are like, well, I just can't wait to get finally get Chris Beard. You know, is this the season we finally get Chris Beard? That's been a recurring theme for like a couple of years at least now. Yeah. Um, UT fans think that he's just a, a UT coach in waiting uh, across the fan base there. Um, but I guess before we to dig too far into it, do you think UT letting Shaka go was justified? Or do you think it's kind of um, a fan appeasement move, if you know what I mean? He had no – Did he, have, he either had one or zero NCAA tournament wins in his tenure at Texas, and he was there for six years. I understand I zero. Yeah. Is zero NCAA tournament wins at a program like Texas in six years. Yes. He deserved to be like, it was extremely justified for him uh, or for them to not want him to come back again. He wasn't fired. He left on his own, I guess uh, on his own, uh, you know, say I, I, I asked that because I mean, this season was pretty solid for UT. I mean, yeah, obviously they they went out in a hilariously awesome way in the NCAA tournament against Abilene Christian. Um, but they they did win the conference tournament in the Big 12, which isn't easy to do. Mm-mm. And apparently that was the first time UT's ever done it. Um, that's the first time UT's brought hardware home in a long time for anything in, in basketball. So I just I'm kind of scratching my head with that. Uh, but like six years is a long time without winning an NCAA tournament. And I know you say, you know, at UT, you know, obviously that's, that's not acceptable, but 
is the pressure there in basketball like are we just kind of just deep going to the default to that because it's ut and they just it's just kind of we're kind of looking at it through a football lens i think the pressure is there for every sport at texas i think uh you know Obviously, football is their number one sport. That's the, you know, that's what they care about the most. And that's what most schools care about the most. But at a, at a school at like Texas with a fan base that is spoiled, that is, you know, arrogant, I think a lot of the time uh, they expect wins and they expect uh, hardware. They expect championships. They expect, you know, that all that kind of stuff. And whether it's bad and, and it's not as much of a priority, I guess, in basketball versus football, but it's still a priority and very high. Like it's different for a school like Texas Tech or a school like maybe in Iowa State or, you know, West Virginia, something like that. than Texas, it just is. And that's I mean, you know, it, it's kind of a, a testament to what they built over the years. But also, I, I think back to the Shaka point with was it justified or not that really leads to how important it is to win in the postseason in college basketball and primarily the NCAA tournament itself. If you don't get NCAA tournament wins, you're not going to keep your job. It just won't happen because, you know, you could be at a school like, imagine if you're at Duke and you get no NCAA tournament wins, you know, obviously they've had coach K for forever, but uh, eventually he's going to retire. And if this, if a guy comes in as the head coach of Duke and doesn't win in two years, I bet he's fired, you know, and it's the same kind of thing. I think with Texas, even if they don't have that storied basketball program, like their football program. Yeah. I mean, Duke is probably an extreme example. Uh, Comparing Duke basketball is like, Alabama football equivalent. That's true. That's true. um, But I, I I get what you're saying. I'll just, I, the only reason why I just wanted to lay down the foundation of the Shaka talk is because, you know, how does this kind of relate to what kind of hire they want to make, you know, Um, because obviously they're going to want to, you know, the UT fans are going to want to expect a name. Uh, They usually, it has to be a name. Um, And I mean, by like, just, not they can't really go for a mid-major you know up and coming this time i feel like they're probably gonna dig for somebody like a chris beard so um i'm like you know i mean shaka was shaka was successful at virginia commonwealth shaka was a name though he was a guy who was constantly winning games in the tournament and like he was on everybody's list when you know open jobs came available. Everybody knew he was going to move on from VCU eventually. So he was a name and that's why UT got him. Uh, the, the and guys, he landed on his feet. He, he, he got yeah. hired away. I mean, you know, with the quote, big air quotations, yeah. but he wasn't let go and then hired. He was, you know, he kind of moved jobs. So he's obviously still respected. He's, he's always been a respected coach. It's just, he couldn't get it done at UT. And I think primarily with all the talent that UT had during Shaka's tenure. I mean, they had guys that are going to be awesome in the NBA. They've had, this was his best team by far that they, that they've had in Shaka's tenure, this last year's team, or I guess technically still this year's team. But um, yeah, I mean, you don't get a team with, with guys like Andrew Jones and uh, Jericho Sims and uh, Matt Coleman and Kai Jones and all those guys. Um, You know, they, they should have really gone farther. A lot of people had them picked in the final four. I mean, they had high expectations and Shaka didn't deliver. And, uh, you know, I can understand why he uh, agreed to leave. I think there was a lot of nudge, nudge, kind of, you know, get the heck out of here type of deal going on with the with, with the Texas officials for sure. 
Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. So it's it's just obviously I, I I'm thinking about where UT goes from here because it's obviously this relates directly to Chris Beard. And there's some things that kind of cycle through my head. Now sure. I know that you uh, this I know our listeners are probably like, what is this a UT podcast right now? Um, but this is obviously the main point of discussion right now. Yeah. So um, UT just had to dump a lot of cash into their football program. And mm. I understand it's UT, they have unlimited money, but it's still a lot of money. And it's too, mm. um, it, towards the athletic department. And it, a lot of it went to the thing they care substantially more about. Mm-hmm. I don't think the boosters pony up like they do for football, for basketball. I just don't see that happening. They they really have to bring the dump truck for Chris Beard. And I don't know if they go from back-to-back garbage trucks fulls of cash from football and basketball in the same year. These these Their pockets aren't literally unlimited. I, I know there's that, that reputation that they have big, deep pockets, and that's obviously true. But – they still had to dump a lot of cash into the football. I'm, I'm just, I'm adding a little positivity to this right now is what I'm trying to say. Well, yeah, no, I'm not. I, I Listen, I, I think if we're, I'm just going to say right now, I think Chris Beard stays at Texas tech, but to your point, they would have to pay Chris Beard more than they would pay Steve Sarkeesian right mm-hmm. now to get him on staff because he's already, Chris Beard is already the fourth highest paid coach in college basketball right now at Texas tech. So Texas is going to really have to bring the bag and make they him. have the top that they can't yeah. match it. They have no, the top no, 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 that no. for him to leave. Yeah, absolutely. I don't see why he would leave for the same amount of money. He, I, I just haven't seen that from Chris Beard, his loyalty to Texas. He's always had, obviously has respect for every program he plays and he probably has a little bit more respect for Texas since he went there. But, you know, you also look at that. He spent four years at Texas. He spent 16 at Texas Tech total. So, you know, where does your loyalty lie when you're Chris point. Beard? And so I, I don't think to your back to back to the Texas, are they going to pay enough? The University of Texas paying their basketball coach more than their football coach will not happen in my eyes. I just don't see them looking at that number and being like, yes. You know, we care this much about basketball, even though we can't get fans in the in the stadium. We, the, you know, our following is not nearly as big as our football program. It's just not, I don't think, something that UT is going to be excited about doing. Yeah. You know, I, I brought the money point to add an argument towards that he is staying, and I believe he is staying as well. Um, and Chris, I don't know if this is looking too deep into this, but Chris Beard is already at life-changing amount of money. I don't think him taking a small raise. I mean, we're saying small, like they're adding another million on top of his his, his contract. Is that more? Is that is that more life changing money to change your life at this point? You know, he's at that point where this man is a multi millionaire set for life, and he lives in Lubbock, Texas, substantially cheaper than than Austin, Texas. I I'm, I might be looking too deep into this. I'm just saying I don't think money can play too much into the discussion with Chris Beard. I know money talks. But I, I just whenever you're the fourth highest paid coach in college basketball, what's the difference between that being the highest paid coach and the fourth on in the grand scheme of things? You know what I mean? That's what yeah. I'm trying to get at. No, I understand what you're saying completely. Um, I think I've, I've always thought the only reason he's going to leave is because 
of his alumni status yes. and because he is he's loyal to Texas and has always wanted this job. I think that's the only reason he would mm-hmm. leave because like you said, there's really not a difference. And especially with a guy like Chris Beard, who doesn't have the ego of a dude who just wants to be the highest paid guy, you know, the highest paid coach in the, in the entire NCAA. So um, yeah, I think, I think the only reason he would leave is because he just really, this is his dream job. And that's what he has always wanted. And as heartbreaking as that would be for Texas Tech fans, you know, imagine if you're in his position and, you know, you went to Texas Tech and you've built this program at, a, I don't know, a program like maybe like, I don't know, Say South like Florida or something. Yeah. And yeah. South Florida has, you know, is getting into championship status and is getting great recruits and getting awesome. But you still have that Texas Tech loyalty from when you went there. So, you know, I, I have some sympathy for Chris Beard because this is a tough decision, no doubt, for the guy. So, um, but yeah, I, I, all this to say, I don't think Texas, I don't think Chris Beard is leaving Texas Tech. I, I really don't. Um, uh, the thing that we need to keep an eye out, and right today is March 31st, tomorrow is April 1st, also known as 4 1, 4 to 1, you know, the whole Chris Beard, Texas Tech basketball mantra. But, uh, on April 1st, his buyout goes down a million dollars, uh, which is significant because during this timeline, you know, he, we could have figured this out already and he's just waiting, you know, possibly for the buyout or UT officials are waiting till April 1st. So they don't have to pay that extra million dollars, but it's also for one day. And that would be a major kick in the balls to UT. If Chris Beard just decided, Hey, today's four one. I'm loyal to Texas tech. I always have been, we're building something here. I'm going to be here forever. So I, you know, it's up in the air. I think something's going to happen tomorrow though. That might top his like making it to the national championship game. Honestly, yeah, that would, yeah. that would be so awesome if he did that and i could see chris beard doing that not even just out of malice just as like an amp up for the texas tech fans you know yeah um so yeah i I just wanted to cover the base at ut like the position there there you know shock uh, how it compares to shock a situation and the current situation that that the athletic department is in general there um and remember like it's Comparing te- Texas, te- Texas basketball to Texas Tech basketball now, we do have the better facilities right now. Like our, yeah. we have the better arena. We, we have, have the, the better, better job. Yeah, we we are the better job right now, and we have the better facilities, and we, we have a better fan base than they do right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and the city of Lubbock is the most behind a coach they can possibly be. And I don't even think if Chris Beard came here and kicked ass in Austin, I don't see the city of Austin rallying behind Chris Beard. It's just yeah. not the same kind of town. Loves a college town. So coaching at the university of Texas is like coaching the Dallas Cowboys. It's mm-hmm. you're always going to have that added layer of pressure because they're such a big program. They're one of, you know, they're a storied program. They've had, you know, championships in the past and all that kind of stuff. Why would you leave something where you're building you, I mean, Chris Beard could be our coach K coach, mm-hmm. like coach Beard could be our Dean Smith, like those type of guys, like a program builder to make us. And he's already made us one of a, a contender every single year. You know, the last two years, uh, you know, have been average. I, I'll say average, uh, not what we wanted. Um, but you know, he took a freaking team to the championship game at Texas tech. <laughs> like that's never happened and nobody could have ever imagined that before Chris Beard got here. So uh, it, it would stun me if he decided 
to leave everything that he's built here. This is his program. Like, I know we had Bob Knight here before, and if anything, that helps our cause for Chris Beard. But it, this is – Texas Tech is Chris Beard's program. Like He, he could go down he, – he will go down as the greatest coach we've ever had, and he can really turn this into a monster like you were just saying. And I, I just don't see the same vibe happening at UT because this is, this is how I kind of look at it. He goes to UT and he wins a lot of games. It's just expected. You know, it's not like a, it's not like a gift. It's not like a surprise. Like, it's not like the fans are eternally grateful for what he's doing for their program. It's just like, yeah, we're Texas. This is what's supposed to be happening. You know, it's, it's not the same vibe and this town itself obviously isn't the same vibe. And I've seen this thrown around a bit and I kind of agree with the the term is like Lubbock's a blue collar town and Chris Mm -hmm. Beard's a blue collar guy. And you really get that with the way he acts incredibly humble, down to earth, fun and rowdy not too good for anything, you know, and just all around awesome dude. He's, I don't think he matches the awesome vibe at all. Yeah, no, absolutely. He, I'm surprised he went to Texas, right? Like, like honestly, he seems he like a, a Texas tech student. Yeah, really. He seems like he was born and raised and, you know, lived in Lubbock when he mm-hmm. was a little kid and everything like that. But um, just look at the programs that he's coached Angelo state you know, he coached at McMurray in Little Abilene, Rock. Little Rock. Like he's taken jobs and he's loved every single place that he's coached. Mm-hmm. And he really embraces the town and the culture. And I really think we are a destination. You know, we have shown that we can make it to the highest of high points in college basketball. And back it. And back it. Yeah, we have the fan base. We have the money. We have paid him. He's the fourth highest paid <laughs> college basketball coach right now. Like, we have the money. We are a top-tier basketball program right now. So, um, I, I yeah, and this is just all going back to if he leaves, it's because he's always wanted the Texas job. I agree. I think that is literally the only reason. This, this is how I looked at it whenever this, this, uh, this talk started starting. We just listed this paragraph of yep. why he stays and then one reason why he goes. I guess you could kind of say two reasons why he goes – one, because it's where you went to school, and two, it's kind of where you got his coaching started a little bit. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it's completely in our favor. Mm-hmm. For sure. No, I agree. Um, and I guess you could throw a third, maybe a little more money, but I, I don't even think that's a factor, really. It, it's really just the the fact that you can say you're the highest-paid coach in college basketball, mm-hmm. I guess. You know, it's not like he's he's scrapping for cash these days. No. Um, but another thing that you probably missed because you've been off social media, uh, he changed his Twitter header to the graphic when he was first hired at Texas Tech. Um, and I think that's more than just a it's more than something. You know, I don't think I don't think he does that without thinking something in there. Uh, I don't know what it is. Maybe maybe I'm reaching and, but that says something for, for you to change your header to Texas tech. It it really shows that this is what he wanted and this is where he's content and happy. Uh, Yeah. I I think it's like, you know, whenever you put it that way, it kind of sounds a little symbolic. Like it's kind of like, look, look at where we started and look where we're at now. Let's keep this going kind of vibe for sure. You know, I, and it's just, the guy represents Texas Tech now, and I just really don't see that happening at UT. I don't think mm-hmm. he can ever represent the University of Texas because 
no matter what, if Sark goes and wins like the Big 12 or something like that, I'll be like, there's the face of UT. Yeah. It's Sark and whoever his quarterback is. It'll yeah. never be Chris Beard. I just don't think that's what's going to happen. It won't be. He's he's the face of Texas Tech right now, him and him and Tim Tadlock, but baseball is just not as big of a revenue sport or just a, you mm-hmm. know, we do we do sure. awesome in baseball and we love baseball, but it's just not, you know, the, the it's attention. It's not college grabber. basketball. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's college football and then college basketball. It's and then so, baseball. You know, yeah, and then baseball, but – um, yeah, so we'll see how it goes. Maybe by the time you're listening to this podcast, he may have made a decision and all this conversation would have been for not, but we're going to try to get this episode out before his decision. So you can get, you can kind of hear our thoughts on, on the whole ordeal, but, um, you know, it, it's been, it's been anxiety ridden, uh, for sure. The last couple of days. Um, and, and we were just, we were just, I, I didn't like it. I knew this was going to happen because I did not think Shaka Smart was going to be there for much longer. Um, but you know, it's, it still hurts and it's we were going to come face to face with this eventually. Like it was always going to happen. We were always going to come face to face with him, maybe going to UT this, whenever we hired him, we said that we may come face to face with him going to back to UT, but here's another non well, I guess I don't know if you call this a non-tangible. Another thing to really consider, Chris Beard is a huge family man. Yeah. And his family's in West Texas. His fiance's got a, has her high school job in the Lubbock area. Well, now she did resign. She did. She when? did. She, she, I, it was either after this, like last volleyball season or something, but I remember seeing some where she resigned from coaching volleyball. Um, oh, so, I, you know, that I know people have brought that up. So I just want to clear that up that she does not have a job, okay. I think, in West Texas right now. But she is, she coached in Lubbock for a long time. His daughter is still not off to college yet, I'm pretty sure, his, his youngest. So he still has ties in West the, Texas. Okay. There, I guess uh, there's, the woman doesn't have to work a day in her life ever again. No. So, first of all, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she, she may just be kind of done with that. You know, she yeah. may not want to coach anymore. And that's totally cool. Or maybe she wants to coach maybe like a lower, maybe not a high high school job, which is probably maybe a little more pressure than she wants now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, again, her, his life is there is what I'm getting at. Like, yeah. and it, being a family man, obviously your family comes before yourself. And mm-hmm. he definitely has, you know, that man has that mentality. Absolutely. So um, obviously he may think, I mean, there's an argument to be made that maybe he thinks Austin's a better place for his family to be. I don't know why you would make that argument. But um, you've you know, lived you, there. What do you think? Uh, I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. if, if you think for whatever reason, your family's better off there, like you have better opportunities for your family. If you have that job there, I, I don't see that being the case. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, so especially if, you know, his, his whole family's in West Texas, why uproot them if you don't have to? Um, yeah. That's just another thing I wanted to bring up. It's just like yeah. how deep his roots are. And I just, like, I, I feel really good about him staying. It's funny because we could have gone a lot of different ways with this podcast, talking about this subject. We could have just, you know, been shitting on UT the entire time, which we both wanted to do. But <laughs> we're also trying to be level-headed on this and try to understand his perspective and For sure. try to understand where he's coming from because this is a tough decision. It it's is. Like, it's like if we were coaches mm-hmm. and we wanted to come back and we were like Texas Tech offered us a job, you know, absolutely. like coming from an alumni standpoint. So, uh, you know. I, I hope he stays, obviously. Everybody in West Texas hope he stays, including all of the local businesses that have yes. been offering him. This man, Chris Beard, if he decides to coach in te- at Texas Tech still and remain here, 
He's never has to pay for another meal in his life. <laughs> he doesn't have to pay for anything. <laughs> Roofing covered. Carpet. <laughs> if you're gonna, if you have home as a rat, call Carpet Tech. Yeah, that's free. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he needs a pool cleaned or something. Done. Like it's every single business in Lubbock is just throwing themselves at him. Yeah. And again, that's what that's what I meant. Like the whole city in the community is completely behind him, and he would never have that in Austin. I just really sure. don't think he would, no matter what. And how are you going to deny Patrick Mahomes telling you to stay? Yeah, what Twitter? the heck? Dude, you can't do that. You the just most can't. famous athlete. Come on, he's the greatest football player of all time, probably. Right? That's not even an argument anymore. It's not. No, <laughs> who is it? it? Bomb Trady? Not that guy. <laughs> Bum ass Trady. But- <laughs> No, but yeah, um, we'll be seeing we'll be seeing in the coming days, hopefully sooner rather than later, uh, his decision whether he decides to stay at Texas Tech or go and coach the terrible Longhorns. Um, but you know, positive vibes only, good Absolutely. vibes. You and know, no matter, no matter what, oh, I don't mean to cut you off. I'm just saying, like, no matter good. what happens, is I mean, love for him forever. I mean, Absolutely, it's, just, it's been a fun. It's been couldn't have asked for a funner ride. So dude, I just hope dude we can has, stay on it. Yeah, and I and I think we will. So uh, keep your heads up, Texas Tech fans. If you're worried about it, I'm worried as well. But it's just because you know I'm I'm a worryful person. It's our know? biggest rival and, ha- and the literally the biggest pocket in all of college sports. So it's just that's we'll the s- only thing. <laughs> I will say I will cry. I think I will cry. I, I think I might tear up as well. Honestly, I I would be so I would be devastated. The memories have just been too much fun. Yeah, he needs to keep it going. So mm-hmm. Chris Beard. Keep it going. Um, but let's let's move on to our second subject. You know, obviously, Chris Beard has been, you know, the biggest talk around Texas Tech sports He'll lately. Be the biggest talk. He will. He's the best. <laughs> he rocks. Please stay. But we have started spring football at Texas Tech, a sport that has not been doing so well lately. But I have a lot of positivity going into this season, especially with the quarterback position. seems like we're frigging stacked, dude. We absolutely are. Our QB room is once again, I mean, I think it's been, it's better than like, it's been better now than it has been in a couple of years. It looks really good right now, dude. Um, Right now it looks like Tyler is the favorite, the transfer from Oregon. Uh, I just don't want to mess up his last name. Is this good? Chuck. It's Chuck. Chuck. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't, it's not spelt like that. It's like S H O U G H and it's pronounced Chuck. Yeah, so I, I've been I've been reading a few articles saying that he looks like he's the favorite. Uh, he's been getting a lot of talk uh, across some um, uh, sports platforms, including our local ones. Uh-huh. Um, and like you were saying as well, looks like Columbia might be the second in um, in the in the in the running, which is a little surprising to me because I the whole time I was thinking it was between Tyler and Barron. Um, but mm-hmm. it looks like maybe the young guys are kind of in third, you know, together, yeah. kind of in a mix. So I don't know. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. It makes sense when you think about it. It's the beginning stages of camp, which always means yeah. experience is going to be getting the most reps early on. Um, so, of course, Columbia is – and Matt Wells and, and Sonny Cumbie, I've been kind of keeping up with the with the press conferences and everything like that after spring ball, uh, and, and they have a lot of good things to say about Columbia. And he showed some signs last year, and with this new system – with with Cumbie's new offensive system coming in, uh, you you never know. Uh, I I think we're all a little down on Columbia right now after some of the performances last season, but you know Tyler Shuck coming in here, Oregon transfer. He's a big name. He was a four star recruit out of high school, 
And then Baron Morton, another four-star recruit, you know, super young guy, West Texas guy. So it's just, it's, it's hard from a fan's perspective to not, you know, want a certain guy to go in over Henry Columbia. And I understand that, but you know, these guys, I trust Cumbie more than I trust Wells at this point. Me too. Uh, so, so if Sonny Cumbie decides, Hey, this is the guy I'm cool with riding with that. Absolutely. That that's, that's the point that's perfectly segues, segues into what I was going to say. I think the reason why Tyler Shuck is the favorite is because I think Sonny Cumbie really likes what he sees with the arm and the legs. I think mm-hmm. the Sonny Cumbie likes the mobile, like the mobile option. Yeah. Um, because you saw at TCU that they usually have a quarterback that they, they can also run a running play with, you know, QB yeah. running play. So I think Cumbie's going to really like that. And I'd really like to see that because TCU's put together some solid offensive schemes uh, here and there. I hope we get the there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I really, I feel I, I'm with you. I have more faith in Cumbie at this point. And I do think if, if Wells gives him the offensive playbook, I think we're going to, we could absolutely make some noise this season. Absolutely. I think so too. And, and spring ball is always like a positive jump. It's we're far enough removed from last yeah. season to kind of think, Hey, you know, maybe this will be different. And I think it will be different. I think we have a too. lot of, we have a lot of good returners. We haven't even talked about Azukama coming back, Saradric coming back, most of the O-line, a lot of the D-line, pretty much every linebacker, you know, we got guys like Rico Jeffers coming back, Schooler, all those dudes. So we have a lot of experience, which is something we haven't been able to say the last few seasons. Right. And, and Matt Wells is, is, is in his third year. So maybe he's he's more accumulated into the job. Maybe he's more in tune with Texas Tech and the West Texas community. Mm-hmm. So maybe he'll be able to uh, put together a better season this year through experience alone. Yeah. Um, and I kind of wanted to add that. It, I really hope Matt Wells does good this season because what, we're going to come out of this with what's, what's likely an extension for Chris Beard and probably a raise. Mm-hmm. So goodness we're gonna we're gonna need to save our money so i really (laughs) hope matt wells pulls it together because i just i don't know if we can afford to go out there and get a good name it would probably have to be a big bet name if you know what i mean it'd probably have to be like for the love of god we're gonna have to take this risk and i hope it works because he's what all we can afford you know yeah for sure but 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 also to that point boosters will come back when football starts producing and fans will start like hopefully we'll be at 100% capacity with fan with you know fan attendance and everything like that. So we'll have those ticket sales. Hopefully we'll have the booster and revenue support if we're putting up wins. You know to well, show. Well, we're putting progress. up wins. We want to worry about it. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Matt, yeah, and, and that's definitely you know something to worry about because if if Matt Wells has another season like he did, he's he's probably he's going to be gone. So yeah, for sure, if we don't go bowling, you know, he's gone. I mean, yeah. or maybe even a bowl win. It's just there's a lot of pressure on him, rightfully so. Yeah. So you, you don't you don't come in and do those first two seasons like you did. I understand you got handed a cliff, bad recruited team, but mm-hmm. it's just year three. You really got to show if you're going to make it or not. Yeah, for sure. So I'm excited. I, I'm mostly the thing that gets me excited the most is Sonny Cumbie coming in and having mm-hmm. a new offensive scheme. I, I think, think that was defense, a great hire from Wells. Absolutely. I think defense did fine last season. I think Keith Patterson's a, yes. the right guy for the defensive coordinator position. Uh, I'm still not, you know, there with Matt Wells yet. Hopefully, you know, some of his decisions will be a little better than last season, but 
you know, we'll have it, to see when actual game time happens. Is this everybody's looking at his wiener dog? That's why he keeps eating his head over, getting away oh, from yeah. the mic. <laughs> yeah, sorry. yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> um, but okay, is this a weird comparison? Is is Matt Wells showing kind of um, uh, Bill Snyder vibes with his Bill, like how so? Co- with his like his commitment to the community college transfers. I mean, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's really Bill Snyder inherited a terrible, 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 yes. terrible Kansas State, team. like worst P5 team. I get that. No, I, I and I'm not saying he's ever going to be Bill Snyder, but no, I'm saying like, is he not kind of taking that blueprint? He's taking the same blueprint that Chris Beard's doing with getting transfers and he's getting transfers from big name schools. I mean, Matt Wells is getting guys from Michigan State, from Alabama, LSU. That's true. Those type of guys. I should, so, said, I should have said just transfer portal in general, not just community colleges. Well, and and one of our, our best coaches of all time is doing that same thing in Chris Beard. So yeah. the college transfer portal has never been more relevant than it mm-hmm. is right now. I mean, it was ridiculous after uh, most of the teams finished their season in basketball. I think there's like 900 kids already in the transfer portal, which is another argument that we'll probably leave for another day, whether the transfer portal is a good idea or not for a college athlete. Um, but there's just so many new guys going in and experience going into this portal now that when you're, when you're, uh, getting a team, when you're inheriting a team that was not there recruiting wise, like Matt Wells did with Texas tech, you have to dip into that transfer portal just to get, you know, guys on the field that aren't freshmen, you know, you can yeah, you can only do so much when your guys are 18 and 19 years old, but for him to get guys like Colin Schooler and Brandon Boyer Randall and, you know, all, you know, Zach McPherson last season from we got him from Penn State and uh, we have some solid guys this year. It looks like Marquise Waters is going to be a big time player for us in that in that defensive back unit. So, uh, you know, it's 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 a good move I think on his part and it is it, it's hard i know the recruiting to lubbock is always a stupid conversation but it is hard when you're not winning you know yeah. it's it's not like you know guys are growing up saying i want to go play in lubbock texas it just not, it's just not happening so no no you know it's Unless different from for, west texas yeah exactly so and he's been getting a lot of those west texas guys mm-hmm. so um i want matt wells to succeed i think he's got a really good chance this season to succeed i've seen a lot of good stuff from training camp so uh i just thought that was a good topic of conversation to talk about during all this yeah, absolutely. And and was didn't Matt Wells kind of pick up steam at this point in his, his tenure at Utah State as well? Yeah, he had a couple he was kind of up and down his whole tenure at Utah State. Mm-hmm. Obviously his highs being towards the end of his career, but he he inherited a really bad team there. I think his first two seasons were like two and three win seasons, something like that. So mm-hmm. who knows? Who knows? With with Sonny Cumbie and him, you know, maybe they could build something here. But absolutely. Uh, I really no, think the, I think that's the biggest difference maker is yeah, the Sunday come be higher. I'm in positive vibes right now. So Me too, I want, dude. I want good stuff to happen. The, the whole time, the whole fa- I think this is something the fan base can get excited for. The whole time, it wasn't so much fire Matt Wells because come on, that's that was a little extreme year too, you know. Yeah. And so anyway, but the whole time was like, let's fire Yost already. Get him out of here. Like people were like in the middle of the season, like, can we finally get rid of Yost? Like. This yeah. is not working. Or at least Matt Wells, please take the, the calls, you know, mm-hmm. um, because he's an offensive minded guy. Yeah. Uh, so the whole I, I think we can find a lot of hope in knowing that Yost is gone, even though Yost was like one of the big hopes coming in. Yeah. But not everything works out like you expected to. 
But I think we can take a lot of hope in knowing that he's a he's a tested offensive coordinator. TCU has had some awesome success under Cumby. So absolutely, I will take their records tomorrow. So sure. it's I mean today, but you know it's yeah uh, yeah. Um, but I uh, dude, and speaking of, how's that? I feel like that's gotta be like the biggest game of the year for us now, at least this season. Us what the T- TCU. the TCU? Yeah, I yeah. feel like that's gotta be like that's gotta be like circled on the calendar for Cumby. I'm sure he's it, like, I, what it, weird stuff am I gonna pull out of the drawer for that game? You know? Yeah, I Sonny Cumby doesn't like come off as like a a guy who's gonna like dislike. TCU, you know, they gave him an opportunity and they didn't, they didn't technically, they didn't fight. Well, I don't mean it like that. Right. Yeah. 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 Not like a revenge game or anything, but, no, yeah, he's, but he's probably going to pull out some weird stuff for that one. But you absolutely will try harder. You know, yeah. it's just the, you know, kind of show your former employer that, you know, now that I'm at my dream job, get ready to see what I can do. And now in, yeah. that whatever the coach lets me do what I want to do. Cause there was a lot of talk that Gary Patterson was holding him back too. Apparently there's a lot of talk about that as well. So and I hope Matt Wells is not doing the same. I don't see it. I don't seem like similar coaches at all. So no. I don't, I don't see that happening. Um, so I really hope he takes it to who's obviously the most obnoxious coach in the whole big 12. Matt Wells has said he has given him the reins. That's what he's I'm like. About. He's like, Sonny Cumbie, you do you, man. Like I'm going to be here and I'm going to be supporting you and everything like that. But this is your offense. This we're going to live and die by you. Matt Wells is a good salesman. He knows yeah. how to sell sell what he's what he's he's selling. You know what I mean? Sure. Because he he he's getting these awesome recruits to Lubbock, and he says the right things. Because obviously he knew the fan base was mega pissed about the offense, so yeah. he, he ditches Yost and then says what probably what the whole fan base wanted to hear when we got some. He's like, please just give him the book, please. Yeah. You know. And that was and that was a tough decision for Matt Wells to fire. It really know, so. was. You know, I, you talk about he's he was probably one of his good friends by that point. They've been coaching yeah. together for years. You know, that's a tough thing to to fire one of your probably friends. You yeah, know? probably close friends. Yeah. So, uh, you know, props to him for making a tough decision that he needed to make. You know, sometimes it's just what you need to do. And I think I, I have a lot of faith in Sonny Cumbie. Me too. I I think I think we can uh, get excited over the summer here. For, uh, for sure, season we always do. We for always sure. do. For and, sure. Okay. Uh, one one thing. Who do you think starting day one? Just go. Who do you Tyler think starting? Shuck. Oh, Tyler Shuck. Okay, cool. Tyler Shuck. I I agree with you. I agree with you. I think it's going to be Tyler Shuck. I think he's been in spring ball. I think he's only been on campus for like a week and a half, two weeks now. So that's why we haven't heard all this news. But I, I think by the time spring ball ends and by the time we get ramping up to getting football going again, I I think it's going to be him. I don't think it's going to be a freshman. So I, no. I think I think we're going to roll with the guy that's seen the football field before and going with a guy that's seen a P5 football field before, even better. For real. For real. Co- I mean, playing at Oregon, that's big time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Columbia has, but you, you know what I mean. Yeah, but he was at Utah State. He wasn't yeah. like at Oregon. Yeah. So – uh, but yeah, I think that'll, that'll do it for football. I think we should touch on baseball. Uh, last week we put some stuff, uh, you know, we talked about the Oklahoma state win that in the, in the lost episode that will never be released. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, I know I'm awful. That was, <laughs> that was all on me. Uh, I didn't, I didn't find time to record and I was just lazy. So my bad guys, but baseball, uh, recently, most recent sweep, I sh- well, most recent couple wins, South Florida, we swept them three nothing. We killed them in every in every game. None of them were really even close. Um, Drew Baker, back to back Big Twelve Player of the Week. By the way, we are we went eleven and one in our homestand, our twelve straight game homestand. So um, our one loss coming to Oklahoma State, but we won that series anyway. 
So beat them big time. I think we've won like eight out of the last 11 against Oklahoma State in baseball. Uh, we're kicking butt, man. We're kicking butt. Yeah, uh, that's. I hope we keep it rolling because we're about to get into some juicy Big 12 play here. Um, we have the evil ones we were just talking about earlier, UT, here in a couple in a few weeks uh, at the end of the month here, and I'm looking forward to it. So I think our baseball team is on the right projection right now. Yeah, man, and even, I mean, UT's having a good year so far in baseball. Mm-hmm, they are. We also have TCU coming up here soon. An- another tough t- opponent. We have – Always we good. Have, we're going to Manhattan to play K-State in a three-game series on April 1st through the 3rd, and then we go – TCU comes to Lubbock, and we play them in a three-game series. Stephen F. Austin, West Virginia, OU, Baylor, New Mexico, and then Texas. But Texas right now is Packed number – yeah, Texas right now is number five in yes. the nation. I think we moved up to number four. I, we so did, I think we did, yes. We're rolling, man. We, we are. Seriously, we're finding our stride. We really are. We're going to head to the middle of America here soon. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how these guys go in and kick all of our rivals' butts. We got a whole full, a, a slate full of Texas teams. So always like seeing that. Uh, we got like, what you name? Like four Texas teams. So yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing us beat up on some in-state in uh, rivals here. For sure, man, for sure. So keep an eye out for baseball. They're always a top program here at Texas Tech, and uh, we're always rooting for them. So Absolutely. Let's end off this episode then with Song of the Week. Go ahead, Tristan. All right, I'm just going to do my Song of the Week Got that got lost in last week's episode. My bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, that is going to be Wilder Days by Morgan Wade. So that's just, it's a really fun song. Uh, it's a different take on some on country music. It's very alternative style country music. It's not your traditional style. And it's a really cool take. Um, it's, it's, a, it's really well written. It's about a, a girl who's into an older guy. Um, and she just really wishes she got to see him whenever he was a young man and just wild as, you know, we are in our early 20s. So it's a really fun song, really well produced. And I can't, I, every time it comes on, I have to like blare it. So cool. And sing like a sing at the top of my lungs. So hope y'all like it. Right on, man. Well, I'm changing mine because I don't remember what I did last week. <laughs> but also, Yeesh. I wanted I wanted to make it more relevant for this week. My song of the week is by a guy named Post Malone. This one is titled Stay. So Chris Beard, yes. stay, please. This, but by the way, this song is it's really good. He's getting kind of deep in his in in this song uh, off his album, I believe. Um, yeah, it's off Beer Bongs and Bentleys, uh, which was a fantastic album. Post Malone has a lot of fun jams, but this one's kind of slow. It's kind of you know talking about a, a relationship that's that's kind of failing. He wants he wants uh, her to stay, but I want Chris Beard to stay. That's yes. what I want. That's what I want to happen. So, I can't believe we haven't done a posty song yet. I know. I, I thought about it a few times. I thought if I was going to do any of them, it would be Candy Paint because that one's just my favorite. It's so really that's your I favorite. Love that, I love that song, man. It's a guilty pleasure. I know it's popular as heck, but I can never skip Sunflower. Sunflower is um, so good. Yeah. It's so good and happy, dude. Uh, but uh, uh, 
Shout out to the native Texan that is Post Malone and uh, him par- participating in Matthew McConaughey's benefit, singing some country tunes. That was really cool of him. Uh, we live in the greatest state in the country and the greatest country in the world. So that was that was awesome to see. He was actually really good in those. I didn't I didn't like his rendition of the Hootie and the Blowfish song. Uh, I only want to be with you. I didn't I didn't like that no. one. But I did like the two that he did on the McConaughey yeah. thing. I'm gonna miss her uh, by Brad. Yeah, Paisley, yeah. one of my favorite Brad yeah. songs. Yeah, if, if y'all haven't if y'all haven't heard that, go go listen to that. I think it's on YouTube. And yeah. he did a Sturgill Simpson song. He did. Too. He did a Sturgill yeah. Simpson song. Uh, I can't recall what it was. I can't uh, but it's remember. one of his but, more popular ones. No, man. Oh, you he can was, wear your crown. That's what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was really good in that. So mm-hmm, go was. give Post Malone uh, again. My song of the week is "Stay" by Post Malone. Go give that a listen. Um, and, and yeah, so I think that's going to do it here for episode, I think, 33 since we skipped last <laughs> week. Sorry again. That's You're on trash. me. 100% blame me. Trash. I'm trash. <laughs> but you can follow. It's it's only five more days that Tristan is not on Twitter. So go yes. give him a follow. Thank at Tristy really Mick. Tweets. Yes, and you can just see how ass he truly is. They um, can hear it. Yeah, no, they can hear it. You can listen to this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, he's at Tristy Mick. I am at L underscore S underscore Rodriguez. The pod is on Twitter at Talking Tech Pod. We have a lot of good Texas tech stuff on, on that Twitter account. You can follow our Song of the Week playlist, which we have been updating uh, on both Spotify and Apple Music. We've shared it uh, on our recent, on the on the pod's Twitter account. So uh, we'll probably share it again when we release this episode. So go give those a listen. We have all the songs from week one episode one so that and then you can send us mailbags send us your songs of the week send us feedback send us what you're feeling about the chris beard situation talking tech pod at gmail.com so always recom tech recom tech uh wow first of all uh got a lot of respect for steven and tristan uh their program tough guys just uh, a lot of fun I just want to congratulate Stephen and Tristan on another great podcast. They were everything we thought they would be. Um, we have a lot of respect for their program. We have such a high opinion of them. I want to congratulate them. I just want to tell Stephen and Tristan. Thanks for coming out. The energy uh, was really, really good in there today. You know, we fed off of it. I think it goes back and forth. Tremendous. Uh, great job. And, um, you know, just, just proud of our guys for the way they responded.